Welcome to episode 13. We're talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. Do you need a fresh wind? Do you need a fresh power feeling of the Holy Spirit? This is the most powerful force in the universe we're talking about tonight. The most powerful force there is. It is the Spirit of the living God. The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. This is the Spirit that we're talking about tonight. This is the power that we're talking about tonight. Did you know that there's a difference in the you, the Holy Spirit living inside of you and the Holy Spirit filling you with His power. Don't you want to know how to be filled with the power of the Spirit? Stay tuned all the way to the end because we are talking about being filled with the Spirit's power tonight. There is a difference. I hope you know this. You know, I didn't know this until I was about 26 years old. I grew up in a Baptist church, First Baptist Church Center Point. Anybody, any First Baptist Church Center Point people out there, give me a, a hey, give me a five because, man, I'm telling you what, that was like where the foundation of Jesus was just poured into me through Sunday school teachers, through pastors, through just ever, but youth pastors, through so many people. But I learned about Jesus in that place, and I was, and, and just the word of God was just pumped into me. And then when I was about 26 years old, I was hungry for more of God. And then I discovered the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I began to understand. God began to teach me. There's a difference in the Holy Spirit living inside of you at the time of salvation. And then there's a difference in Him filling you with His power. And that's what tonight's teaching is all about. A lot of times I preach, sometimes I teach. Tonight will be a teaching night. So stay tuned. We're going to be teaching about the difference of the Holy Spirit living inside of you and then the, uh, then the difference of Him being you being filled with His power. Let's start out with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. This is what it says right here. It says, And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, He identified you as His own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom He promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised and that He has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. So you see this is when you give your life to Jesus, when you put your faith in Jesus and you ask him to live in your heart and forgive you of your sins, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. That is a guarantee that happens at the time of salvation. Okay, so the Holy Spirit comes and he lives inside of you. But there is a difference and Him coming to live inside of you and then being filled with His power. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. And I want to start it out talking about my story, talking about what happened to me, how I discovered this tonight. So um, I was 26 years old. I was hungry for more of Jesus. Anybody hungry for more of Jesus out there? Hungry for more of God? I was on a quest for God. I was spending time with Him, but I was so hungry for more, and I knew there had to be more. And I believe there's some people out there tonight because the Holy Spirit 
Spirit put this on my heart to speak tonight. There's some people out there that are hungry for more. You're hungry for a fresh feeling of God. You're hungry to know that there's more of God. There's a there's a more fulfillment. There's a there's more of a purpose out there, and there's more power to do, you know what to defeat the enemy, defeat the darkness that's trying to raise its ugly hand out there in this world. Yes, there is a light inside of us. It is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit wants to fill us all with power, and that's what tonight is about. So I was hungry for more, and that I, there was a time in my life where I had stepped away from what I was doing, and I was actually in the moment. I was in transition. I was living by faith. I was like, God, I know you want me to be an evangelist. I know you want me to go out there and preach the gospel. And I was trying to find the path of where God wanted me to do that. And I began to just live by faith. At the moment, I didn't have a job. I was uh, praying every day. I was praying for, for, for just the, the finances that I need to get by through daily life of just paying a few bills. I was still living at home, so I didn't have a lot of bills, but I did have some like gas money and food money and insurance and those type things. I had to have some money coming in, but I didn't have a job at the time. And I was living by faith. Now, one of the uh, mentors in my life at that time, Robbie Robinson, man, what a great man of God, just a youth pastor in my life. He was, um, he invited me to come to Arkansas and to speak with him. To, to He was doing the night sessions and he wanted me to do the morning sessions. And I was so excited to go to, to this college in Arkansas where they were putting on this youth conference and I was gonna be able to do the morning sessions. Well, as I, as I told him I would come, I began to pray. I said, God, I don't have the finances to go. I don't have any money in my bank account. I don't have any gas in my, in the, my tank. I don't have any money to eat food as I travel there and travel back. I didn't have any money at all. And as I began to pray over that, I had to be going in like two weeks. I ran into a buddy of mine at the gas station who I played baseball with when I was growing up. His name was Brandon Mayfield, and he and we were sitting there pumping gas, and he was at the other thing. He said, hey, man, what's going on? I hadn't seen him in years, and we just started catching up. I told him I was living by faith, and I was just, you know, wanted to be an evangelist for God to spread the gospel. And you know what? That's all I said. Didn't say nothing. I didn't try to raise any money, nothing. Well, about a, um, <coughs> two weeks go by, and y'all, I didn't have any money, and I decided to step out in faith. And I said, God, if you want me to be at this conference, you will supply the money that I need to get there. You know what I did, y'all? This is the biggest step of faith. I got in the car. I had about a quarter of a tank of gas. That's not going to get to Arkansas, especially when I was driving a Jeep Cherokee. And I, was, and I said, you know what? I want to get in the car, and I'm going to drive down to the mailbox, and I'm just going to see if there's any money um, in the mailbox. I'm going to drive to the mailbox, and I'm just going to go as far as I can go and see what God does. Y'all, I went down to the mailbox. I drove down the mailbox. It was time to go. I'm headed out. I'm packed. I headed to the mailbox, opened it up, and I couldn't believe my eyes. There was an envelope inside of there addressed to me, not my parents, not my brothers. It was addressed to me, and it was in pen. You know it was from somebody. I opened it up, and it was from my buddy, Brandon Mayfield, who I had just seen like a week and a half ago. And there was a check in there for $20. That's it, $20. 
And y'all, I was so fired up. I went straight to the bank, cashed that $20 check, put it in my, in my gas tank. I had no money for food, no nothing, but I put that $20 in my gas tank and I headed to Arkansas. And I said, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I'm going to go as far as I can. And I'm also going to trust that God gets you there. I go and we, I travel all through the, the, the night to get there. And, the, and I was like, get there at 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm, I'm like looking down on my gas tank and I'm on fumes. I'm under E. You know what I'm talking about, y'all. I'm under E. And I see the Arkansas State line. I'm going. I said, you know, I'm going to keep going. And I travel and I pull in on fumes in this college parking lot where they're doing this conference in Arkansas. And I told my buddy Robbie I was there. So we went to bed. We woke up the next day. We get to the going. We're going to the conference. And y'all, I go in there and I'm um, and I just sit down to listen to the keynote speaker that week. And I was sitting in the back, and this guy named Chad Norris. He began to speak. I never heard of him. He began to speak. And as he spoke, everything he said penetrated my heart. It penetrated me so deeply. I was like, there's something different about this guy. So I went out to the lobby after he got done speaking, and I was hanging out with my buddy Robbie at his table. And I saw that guy, Chad, come up. He was walking towards me. I shook his hand. I was talking to him. And there was just something different about him. And we were talking for about five minutes, and I was meeting him. And all of a sudden, he said, hey, hold on a minute. Holy Spirit's just told me there's a lady, a brown-headed lady, that's going to be coming up to me, and that she needs my attention. And sure enough, he couldn't see, but behind him, there was a brown-headed lady walking up towards him that was crying. He turned around. He didn't say one word. He put his hand on her shoulder. She began to cry. Now, this is a lobby, like a huge lobby, like a, in a college. It's huge. There's hundreds of people around. She began to cry. He, all, he, all he had was his hand on his shoulder. She began to weep. She goes down to her knees. She's weeping. And then she comes up, and her whole countenance has changed. Everything's changed about her. And he never said one word. He gave her a hug and said, I love you. And she walked off, and I was blown away. I was like, this guy didn't even say one word, and this lady's life was changed forever. And I said, so I began to talk to him and follow him. And, through the, and I began to go that night, and we was there eating. And this guy came up, and he had a headache, and, and, and Chad prayed for him, and the, his headache went away. And then this guy, who was the drummer of the band for the week, he was throwing up. He had some kind of condition that when he threw up once, when he got sick, that he would continue to throw up over and over and over again. And Chad went up and prayed for him. And this guy quit throwing up. His sickness went away, and he was back to normal. And I looked at Chad, and I said, man, there's just something different about you. I've read in the Bible over and over and over about healings that take place and how miracles happen, but I've never seen them with my own eyes. And he began to just talk to me about just... An, an, to about God and the Holy Spirit and just his walk with the Lord. So the next morning, he, he, he called me and he, he said, hey, you want to go walk with me? It was like six o'clock in the morning, but I was like, yeah, man, I'll go walk. So we went and walked. And as we began to walk and talk, he began to talk to me more. And he would just stop and talk to people and pray healing over them. And, and, and he would tell people about the Lord and, and, and pray salvation. It was just like everywhere he went, you could tell the Holy Spirit was just talking to him everywhere he went. <coughs> And I was just blown away. Well, the next day, he invited me and my buddy, Robbie, my, the guy that who invited me, which was my, one of my mentors at the time. He invited Robbie and me to go on a walk with him. We went on a walk, and we were talking about God. And, y'all, how many times have you heard someone say, God loves you? 
about a million and two times. Like, you know, I've heard it so many times, but we're in the middle of conversation. Chad's not even talking to me. <coughs> Sorry, I guess I still got this nagging cough. Chad's not even talking to me. And as he's talking, we're talking this conversation, y'all. He just said, God loves you. And when he said, God loves you, something happened to me. I began to cry and I began to like that something came over me and I didn't know what to do. And I just took off running. I took off running. I found myself underneath a tree and I began to cry out to God. I said, God, what is going on? What is happening to me? What is happening in this moment? And then that night I went into the to the lobby and Chad was getting ready to speak. And he said, hey, are you OK? Is anything? Are you OK? Can I help you with anything? And I said, man, I don't know what happened. Something happened to me when you said God loves you. And I just took off running. I didn't know what to do. And he pulled me back into the back room before he spoke. And he said, hey, have you ever surrendered your life to the Holy Spirit? And I said, I don't guess I have. And he said, well, the Holy Spirit wants to come into your life. He wants to come in and fill you with power. And he said, if you'll surrender yourself to the Holy Spirit, ask him to lead you. Invite him in and ask him to fill you with power. He'll stay with you for the remainder of your life. He'll fill you with gifts. He'll fill you with talents. He'll fill you up and give you the power you need to go out and do what God's called you to do. He said, do you want that? And I said, absolutely. And he said, let me pray for you. He said, I'm going to put my hand on you and pray for you. And he said, you know what? Better of that, why don't you pray? He put his hand on me and I just simply prayed, Holy Spirit, please fill me with your power and guide me for the rest of my life. And at that moment, y'all, I got lightheaded. I sat down on the couch. He said, are you okay? I said, yeah, I just feel lightheaded. He said, that's just the Holy Spirit telling you he's ready to go. He's there. And y'all, that night I went to read the Bible. And it was like a superhero, a supernatural like gift came over me. I was reading the Bible. In the pages of the Bible, I was flipping so fast because all of these dots begin to connect that had never connected before. And I could tell the Holy Spirit was filling me up with knowledge. He was filling me up with revelation that I didn't have before. And I was so excited to what, to, for what God was doing in my life. And then after Chad spoke, he asked me if I would take him to the airport. And I was like, yes. And we talked about God and the Holy Spirit all the way there. And then I told him that I had, my, at the time, I had a, a, a problem with my knee was hurting really bad. I couldn't even fold my knee over. I couldn't sit Indian style or nothing like that. And he said, do you believe Jesus can heal you? And I said, yes. And he said, why don't you, I'm going to pray for God to heal your knee. He said, better yet, why don't you put your hand on your knee and why don't you pray for God to heal your knee? And I prayed for God to heal my knee and I felt my knee like I felt God moving in my knee and I got out of the car and sat down on the sidewalk and I can sit Indian style for like the first time in a year and my knee was healed. And I began to experience the Holy Spirit and his power for the first time. And he took me out to eat, and there was this guy there who, um, his car wouldn't start, and Chad went outside, and he began to pray over the car, and he said, you know what, it didn't ha Holy Spirit didn't start his car, let's get some jumper cables. And I loved that, because he gave God an opportunity to start the guy's car, and when it didn't happen, he just went and got some jumper cables and helped the guy start. And through that time, just in those three days I was with that guy, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and fill me up and teach me about the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the way it is, y'all. We should be telling people about how the Holy Spirit can fill us up. And it don't, they don't have to ever see us again. I've never seen that guy, Chad, again in my life. And that was 20, I was 26. I'm 44 now. <coughs> 
And I was and I'm and I've had the power of the Holy Spirit filling me ever since then. So tonight I want you to know the Holy Spirit comes to live in you when you put your faith in Jesus. But he will not take over your residence until you surrender your life to him, until you say, hey, Holy Spirit, I want you to your power to run this. I want your power to run the, my life and to take over my life. You know, God could have given the, uh, um, his spirit any other adjective to describe his spirit, but he gave his spirit the adjective holy The Holy Spirit. Why? Because God says to be holy for I'm holy. Did you know the Holy Spirit is here to teach us how to be holy and to fill us with power to go out and do what God's called us to do? Man, this is exciting tonight. I'm telling you what, to be filled with the Holy Spirit is something special. And to be filled with his power is something special. And I believe that this moment and this hour is what the body of Christ needs more than anything is a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit. And if you didn't believe that there's a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit, <coughs> let me show you Acts chapter 4, verse 4 and 5 and It says this right now, Acts chapter four, verse 31. I'm sorry. It says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. This is Peter, James, John. These are the disciples. And it says that after they had met and prayed that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. They were already saved. They had already had a relationship with Jesus. They had already experienced the Holy Spirit in the upper room. This was a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit. This was a time where they prayed for more of God and they got it. So I'm here to tell you tonight, no matter where you are in your walk with God, no matter where you are in your uh, relationship with the Holy Spirit, just know that Jesus will allow you to have another encounter to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I believe that that's what needs to happen in this moment, in this hour. And so tonight, my prayer is that we will experience a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit this week as we begin to go after him. So Um, there are some things tonight I want to talk about because I believe there's some people out there that may not agree with me. They may not believe that there's a difference in when you get, um, when you ask Jesus into your heart and receive salvation, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. And then there's a difference in when he fills you with his power. And I want to show you in scripture, in the stories tonight, that this is true. So I'm going to talk about some people tonight. And these people had a relationship with God before they were filled with the power of the Spirit. This is important. They had a relationship with God before they were filled with the power of the Spirit. So do you have a relationship with God? And are you filled with the power of the Spirit? So let's go. Let's talk about some different people tonight. Let's talk about David. David was a shepherd. He was a shepherd. He was a boy out there taking care of the sheep. And we know he had a dynamic relationship with God. You know, he wrote most of the Psalms while he was out taking care of the sheep. So we know he had a dynamic relationship with God already. But something happens in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Look at this verse right here. It says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David mightily. It came upon him mightily. So there, this, this I want to show you. David had a relationship with the Lord 
But then there was a moment where the Spirit of God came on him in power, came on him mightily. So this is my point tonight. I want to show you some people in the Bible who had a relationship with Jesus, but then there was a moment where the Spirit came on them powerfully. And I believe that that's what we need here in this hour. Do you agree? Don't we need the Holy Spirit to do something special in our lives? And I believe he's getting ready to do that. So David is the first example. Let's talk about another example. Another example would be the disciples. Let's just take the disciples, the 12 disciples. The disciples, we know, had a relationship with Jesus. They all had their own encounter with Jesus, and Jesus asked them to follow him. And they began to follow him. Some were following him for three and a half years, some three years, some two years. But they followed Jesus for a long time. So we know that they had a relationship with Jesus. They had a relationship with the Father. <coughs> we know this, right? Well, then why in the world in Acts chapter 2 do we hear when the, in the Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit comes, this says that they were Filled with the Spirit. Let's read it. The disciples right here in Acts chapter 2. <coughs> it says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine this moment where they're all praying together and they're praying for a filling of God. They're praying for the path and the journey that God has for them because Jesus had been crucified. He had just resurrected and, and, and he had been ascended. And now they're like, what are we doing now? And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes rushing into a room and fills them all with the Holy Spirit. And this isn't just the disciples. This is all 120 people who were in that room who were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is this what my point tonight is this, is that the disciples had a relationship with Jesus. But then there was a moment where they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with his power to go out and be witnesses of what Jesus had done for us. Did you know that the Holy Spirit, he fills you with his power so you'll be a witness of what Jesus has done for us. He died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God. And he is waiting to come back to get us, to come back to get his bride. So I just want you to know tonight that there are these examples. And I love this example. Let's go to another example. This example is Cornelius. Cornelius. Where do we find Cornelius? Cornelius, we find him in Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10, we find Cornelius. Now, who in the world is Cornelius? I love this because he is a centurion soldier. This is a soldier, a centurion soldier. Now, I'm going to read some verses tonight in Acts chapter 10. So bear with me because I want you to know who Cornelius is and I want you to hear his story because he wasn't a disciple of Jesus. He was a Gentile. What is a Gentile? It means not a Jew. This is someone that is a that was not a Jew, but is experiencing a relationship with the Father and then experiences being filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering to God. So pause, time out. Let's get a 20 second time out right here. 
And let's pause. Cornelius prayed to God regularly. He gave to the poor. He had a relationship with the Father. He had a relationship with God. It says that God heard his prayers. This guy had a relationship with God, but he was not filled with the Holy Spirit. He was not filled with the power of the Spirit. So let's go down. Let's learn more about Cornelius. So you can, you can read Acts chapter 10 on your own, but I'm going to skip down to verse 34. It says this, Then Peter began to speak. Now here's what I'm saying. Here, I want to pause this. So Peter has this vision, and then the angel asked him to go get Peter and to bring Peter to his home. So he sends some of his soldiers to go get Peter, and Peter comes to his home and Peter's like, why am I here? And Peter quickly recognizes that God wants to deliver the gift of the Holy Spirit to everyone who wants to receive it. And Cornelius was hungry. So this is what happens. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message of God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the providence of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went out around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Man, God was, <laughs> excuse me. God was with Jesus. He was filled with the Holy Spirit to go out there and to conquer the power of the devil. That is so powerful. And Peter is saying all this. And then in verse 40, 44, while Peter's talking, this is what happens. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished at the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. I want you to see this verse right here. It says right here in verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The Holy Spirit came on them and filled them up, not only with His Spirit living inside them, but with power. The Holy Spirit filled them with power. And that's what we need in this moment. And that's what God did in this moment when the church was being birthed. And I believe God's getting ready to birth something new. And I believe His Spirit is getting ready to come on us in a fresh way, to be filled with the power of the Spirit. And so we need to be praying and asking God to fill us with a fresh filling of His Spirit. Because this is what happened. The point tonight is to show you that there is a filling of the Holy Spirit for power after you have had a relationship with God. And Cornelius and everybody at his house that night, at his house church, everybody experienced the Holy Spirit coming on them and filling them with his power. So that is one another example. Okay, well, let's have one of the best examples of all. Let's say, let's talk about Jesus. Jesus, all right, here we are when he gets baptized. All right, in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, it says, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit came on Jesus. Here's the thing. We know Jesus had a relationship with the Father. He is the Son of God. He is a part of the Trinity. He is God. He's one with God. So we know he had a relationship with God. But even Jesus himself knew that he needed to be baptized. <coughs> 
He knew that he needed a filling of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus himself, and he had a relationship with Jesus, knew that he needed a filling of the Holy Spirit, don't we know that we need a filling of the Holy Spirit? <coughs> I'm sorry, y'all got this cough. Pray for me. It's been going on for like three weeks now. But Jesus, in Luke chapter 4, right after he gets baptized, it says this, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. We know what happens there. Jesus is tempted by the devil, and Jesus defeats him with the Word of God. But listen to what happens when Jesus comes out of that testing in the wilderness. In, in uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 13 and 14, it says this, When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. Jesus knew before he started his earthly ministry that he needed to be filled with the power of the Spirit. If Jesus, the Son of God, knew that he needed to be filled with the power of the Spirit before he started his earthly ministry, don't we need to be filled with the power of the Spirit? Maybe you're about to start a new ministry or a fresh ministry. Or you're looking for a fresh start in your ministry. Pray for a fresh filling of the power of the Holy Spirit. Surrender your life to the Holy Spirit again. Give your life to the Spirit because when you do, something comes on you. It's fresh. It's new. And the Holy Spirit begins to fill you with power like never before. He gives you gifts. He gives you knowledge. He gives you revelation that you've never had before. <coughs> So the last example I want to talk about is Paul. So Paul, we know that Paul met, he was, Paul was, his formerly name was Saul. And Saul was persecuting Christians. He was killing Christians. But then he had a moment where he met Jesus on the Damascus road. When he met Jesus on the Damascus road, the bright light knocked him off his horse, knocked him off his high horse. That's where we get that saying. And Paul, Saul is having that talk with Jesus. And he, Jesus is like, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He says, who is this? Is that you, Lord? And the Lord gives him direction to go into the city. And he goes in there and it says for the next three days, y'all, for the next three days, he's weeping. He's having this moment with God. <coughs> so we know that he had a relationship with God in those three days. We know that he had a relationship with Jesus. He had met him. He had this moment. He had that encounter. But then we find out that he, how he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's go to Acts chapter, um, let's see, 9 is where you'll find this story. And Paul is in there and he says he was blind. And Anna, God came to Ananias and said, Ananias, go to see Paul. <coughs> go see Paul and pray for him and pray that he'll be, that the, he'll be, able to see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And listen, look at this verse right here. It says right here in chapter 9, it says, Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Isn't that powerful? That Ananias prayed. Can you imagine me the one who prayed that Paul would be filled with the Spirit. What happened in Paul's life after he comes up at that moment? It says, suddenly he went into the synagogues and began to preach the gospel. This man was persecuting Christians and, and putting them in jail, killing them. And then Ananias prayed over and the Holy Spirit filled him up. And then suddenly he began his mission. My point tonight is that Paul had a relationship with Jesus for three days. 
But then there was a moment where he was filled with the power of the Spirit of God. Tonight, I want to ask you this. Have you had a relationship with Jesus for a while? Maybe it's been for a month. Maybe it's been for a year. Maybe it's been five years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. Maybe it's been 60 years. You've had a relationship with Jesus, but you've never heard this teaching. You've never heard anybody's talking about how you can be filled with the power of the Spirit on top of being Him living inside of you. Y'all, I was 26 years old when I experienced this. And when it happened to me in that room, when that guy, Chad, asked me if I had ever surrendered my life to the Holy Spirit, I told him no. But in that moment, I was so hungry for God and I wanted the power of God on my life. I surrendered my life to the Holy Spirit that night, y'all, and the Holy Spirit came upon me in a new way, in a fresh way, and I began to receive gifts. I began to read the Bible and connect the dots I hadn't in, in a long time, and I began to understand things about God, and I began to have a fresh perspective of what God had for me, my purpose, and, and everything began to just come in a lot clearer when the Holy Spirit filled me with power. So I want to ask you tonight, have you been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? Or maybe you have, and maybe you're like Peter and James and John, and you just need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. It's time where groups of believers will get together and begin to pray with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength that God will fill us with his presence, fill us with his spirit, and that we will speak boldly about the gospel of God, and that miracles would follow us, y'all. It's time that we begin to believe in healing, believe in miracles, believe that the Holy Spirit can fill us freshly again. And I believe that right now in this moment, people are starving for truth. They're starving for something new. And it's going to happen when we have a fresh feeling of God's Spirit who is living on this earth right now. Jesus has ascended into heaven and he sent his Holy Spirit to live here with us, to live inside of us. And the Holy Spirit will he will take over residence when you ask him. See, this is your body. When you invite Jesus to live in, the Holy Spirit comes to live in. But then you must surrender your life, surrender your body, surrender your mind, your spirit, your life to the Holy Spirit and say, I surrender to you, Holy Spirit, and I want you to fill me up with your power. And he'll begin to lead you and guide you. And if you'll listen to him and obey him, he will lead you to do things you could never, ever imagine. <coughs> The Holy Spirit is so powerful. This nugget right here I'm about to give you really rocked me. One day I was just chewing on this right here, and it just blew me away. Did you know that there's only one person left on this earth who is a witness to Jesus' resurrection? Well, who is that? Who could that be? There's only one person left on this earth who is a witness to Jesus' resurrection, and that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only person left on this earth who is a witness to the resurrection of Jesus. That's why it's very important that you are filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with his power, because when Jesus, when you ask Jesus to come in and live inside of you, he fills you with his spirit who saw him crucified, saw him buried and saw him resurrect from the dead. And guess what that means? When the Holy Spirit lives in you, that makes you a witness to the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And the same Spirit that lives, that resurrected Jesus from the dead lives in you. And the Holy Spirit will give you power when you're going out to tell people about the resurrection of Jesus. When you say, you know what, I'm 
going to live my life to be a witness of the resurrection of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will fill you with power unlike anything ever before. Let's check this out right here in Acts chapter 5, verse starting in verse 29. It says, Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. The next verse, verse 32, I want you to read this right here with me, right here. Verse 32 says, we are witnesses of these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Listen to that right there. Oh my goodness, we are witnesses to these things. Which things? It's in the verses right above. It says, he, we are witnesses to Jesus being crucified and resurrected from the dead. So it says, we are witnesses of these things. And it says, and so is the Holy Spirit who God has given to those who obey him. If you will obey the Holy Spirit, you will begin to see the power of the Holy Spirit come in your life like never before. But this is important to see that the disciples were witnesses of Jesus' resurrection, but it says, and so is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in you. He lives in me. And now we are witnesses of Jesus' resurrection because Jesus, because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. When the Holy Spirit comes upon Upon us, then we can become witnesses to Jesus' resurrection and him sitting at the right hand of God. To obey the Holy Spirit is to be a witness of Jesus' resurrection. Is your life being a witness of Jesus' resurrection? Are you living to tell people that Jesus died, he buried, but he rose from the dead? He's alive, seated at the right hand of God, and he's coming back to get his bride, and he's coming soon. I can tell you right now, all the mess that's going on in this world, Jesus is getting ready to come back, and he's going to come back to get his bride who's awake and whose lamps is trimmed and filled with oil, and you get that oil by being in an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I'm telling you tonight, the Holy Spirit is dying to come into your life. He's dying to come in and fill you with power. He's dying to give us a fresh feeling, but it's going to come to us surrendering our lives, dying to ourselves and saying, Holy Spirit, I want you. I'm hungry for you and I need you in my life tonight. So I believe there's people out there tonight that want to have a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit. So tonight, I want to end tonight by praying and asking people tonight, do you need a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit? So I'm going to pray for you tonight. Let's begin to pray. I'm going to pray. <coughs> if you're out there tonight, you just want to raise your hand on a comment and say you want a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit, or if you just want to pray yourself. I'm going to pray, but I also want you to pray. And I want you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with a fresh feeling. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, I want you to come into my life and fill me with your power. I want you to, I want to surrender my life to you. I want you to give me what it is that the God wants to give me, the gifts, the talents, the knowledge, the revelations. I need the supernatural power of you, Holy Spirit, before I start my earthly ministry, before I start this new ministry that God's wanting to birth in me. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is dying to come in and fill you with power. So tonight, if you want to be filled with the power of the Spirit, you could be in your home, you could be in your car, you could be on break at work, <coughs> you could be anywhere and be filled 
with the power of the Spirit. So let's pray tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, Lord, bowing our knees before you because you are the almighty King. You are Lord, Lord. You are King of Kings. You are the most powerful being in all the universe. And we come before your throne tonight asking you, God, to fill us with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'll come praying for me and for Haley, but praying for us, we birth a new ministry and we get ready to transition into whatever it is you have for us. I'm praying for a fresh filling of your spirit over me and over Haley. We pray we surrender our lives to you. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to fill us with power. Fill us with the power to be a witness for you, to be a witness for Jesus and his death and his burial and his resurrection. We just pray you fill us with a supernatural power so that we can be filled up with power to go out and do what you've called us to do. And now tonight, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill everyone watching currently as it's live and everyone that watches this video throughout the rest of the week and throughout as long as it's on the internet. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill everyone watching with a fresh filling of your spirit, <coughs> that you would fill them with your power that they would surrender their lives to you and to know that you are what is needed in this moment, in this hour. Holy Spirit, we are hungry for you. And I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would fill the bride of Christ with your spirit once again. An Acts chapter 4 filling where we get filled with the spirit again. We need a fresh feeling, God. Feel the bride of Christ in this area, in this region, God. Fill us right now with a boldness to preach the gospel. Fill us with a power to see healings and miracles happen, God, and to see salvations and to have an anointing where we can pray and people are just broken, God. To have a, 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 an anointing, God, to open up your word and read it and people who have strayed away from you would repent and turn back to you, God. I pray for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit in this hour right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. I'm telling you what, I can feel God in this place tonight. I can feel him. I can feel him. Lord, I can feel him in this studio tonight. I believe he's getting ready to do something special in your life, in my life. I see people watching from all over. I see people watching from Kentucky. I see you, Shane, wanting more out there. I see people who are hungry for more. God, we are hungry for more in this hour, and we ask you to fill us again, God. We are desperately needing your spirit to do something inside of us. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would awaken us, that you would awaken the bride of Christ once again, God. We know in your word, in Matthew 25, it says that everybody will be asleep, that the bride will be asleep, but God, we are asking you to awaken us right now in this moment, in this hour, and fill us with your spirit, God. I cry out for it. I'm so hungry to see a revival, God. I'm so hungry to see an awakening, God. I'm so hungry for people to repent and turn back to you. Jesus, we are hungry for you. We are hungry to help you get your bride back into your arms. So Holy Spirit, fill us. I can feel them in here tonight. I can feel them. People are commenting. They're saying they can feel Holy Spirit all over them as they are, as they are praying and as God is moving. And I just want to say thank you for joining in tonight because the Holy Spirit is definitely moving.